And we welcome you into this special free agent edition of the best podcast available presented by our great friends at Key Private Bank. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. Key Private Bank at the forefront of helping affluent families take a comprehensive approach to building, managing, and protecting their wealth in any market environment through objective advice and personalized solutions. We are taping this late day Wednesday. Free agency officially upon us. Tampering is over, Gribbs, and the Browns with two additions to their roster here going into 2021. And those two additions, safety John Johnson III and Takaris McKinley, defensive end. Gribbs, uh, your thoughts, your takeaways on what the Browns have done here so far. Well, I think the John Johnson signing, first off, is the headline maker here. And I think that that, to me, I viewed it almost as a pleasant surprise because I didn't know if the Browns were going to address safety in a big way in free agency. We've talked about addressing safety in the draft. We've talked about maybe looking at some of these guys on one-year deals, kind of like the, the Malik Hookers out there, Keanu Neals, players like that. But to be in the running with a player who arguably could have been the franchise tag player for the Rams this year in, in John Johnson, I mean, it, it, to me, it, it almost reminds me of when the Browns signed Austin Hooper last year. It, it felt like, wow, that's a great signing. And also, I didn't know that that might be the path that the Browns go right away. And I, I think that you get a player who's hitting the prime of his career, who's played great football. One of the ones that stands out to me is the guy played 16 games last year, didn't miss a single snap. I mean, and that, after what the Browns went through last year, that is a very important statistic. And arguably, the guy should have been in the Pro Bowl last year. He was PFF's number three rated safety in the league and uh, just a, a great player. And, and you, you haven't heard one bad thing about this guy. So uh, you lock him in at the back of your defense. He could be your defensive play caller if you want. Uh, and really sets the path forward on what you want to do for the rest of the offseason and, and particularly in the draft. I, I think it now suddenly safety might not be a position you have to address, especially early on. Uh, and then the addition of Tack McKinley, uh, I think it's 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 just one where he is a high upside player. I, I consider this a, a low risk, high, high reward type of signing. Played some great football the first couple of years with the Falcons, and then things just didn't kind of go very well. I think his third season, he still pressured the quarterback, but didn't get the sack numbers. And last year, he was starting in the first four games and then an injury kind of just sidetracked things and led to some unhappiness, led to his release and uh, kind of bounced around between teams before landing with the Raiders. So this is kind of a, a buy low. Hopefully you get a, a boost to your pass rush. And I definitely don't think the Browns are done addressing their pass rush here, whether it's free agency uh, or in the draft. John Johnson, the third from the LA Rams, 25 years old, was a captain on this Rams football team at a young age. And by the way, a pretty stellar Rams defense yeah. to be named uh, to be named captain. How does he fit on this team? Because I think everybody wants to know, well, you've got Grant Delpit, you've got Rodney Harrison, Shelbrook Redwine's also there. And we'll talk about the room as a big picture, but how does he fit on this football team? Well, he fits because he can do a little bit of everything. And I think that's what Joe Woods wants from his safeties. I think that's what they saw in Grant Delpit. It's what we've seen a little bit in Rodney Harrison. Uh, I think the versatility is key. And I just think this first year with Joe Woods and, and especially at the safety position, I don't know if we know exactly what Joe Woods wants to do at the safety position because he was, he, he was limited by guys being injured. It was a revolving door. Like even when guys got healthy, another guy got hurt. It was just a, 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 a push-pull kind of thing with those players being healthy and, and you just really not 
didn't get to see the full scope of maybe what he had planned. And maybe you could have said that the moment Grant Delpit tore his, tore his Achilles. I mean, I think it was just a, a, a setup where the, the Browns kind of survived at that safety position uh, and, and made the most of it. I, I think that, that John Johnson immediately comes in as, as a, a big time leader for this defense. Uh, I think he can play center field. He can, he, his tackling is on the, on the high level among the strong safeties in the league, and he can even cover the slot. And I just think that that's the future of the NFL is moving these safeties all over the place. And for the Browns is getting all three of these guys in the field at the same time, which gosh, I can't remember really any moments last year, the Browns had three safeties on the field. And it's, it's, it's something we saw a lot of in 2019, but it just wasn't possible uh, in, in 2020 all that often. So I think that his versatility is key. And the captain thing is impressive, but how impressive is it to become a captain one season after you played only six games? I mean, he was injured in 2019. So he's coming into training camp looking to bounce back after a year he probably was very disappointed by. And then he earns the, the team captain. And I think it's something he embraces. Uh, and I think it'll be, it's, it, it'll be great to see. And I think it takes even some more pressure off your, maybe your linebacker group that is pretty young. And you don't have to have the earpiece with, with those guys. So all around, it's hard to find anything wrong with the signing, especially when you see the, the terms and everything like that. It, it's just kind of a home run with what the Browns did. When you look at him and we talk about him being a captain, I think the other thing that this Browns defense is going to need is that quarterback on defense. And, you know, B.J. Goodson did a lot of that for the Browns in 2020. And we're not sure if he's going to be back or not. And... Uh, you got to have someone to quarterback that defense. And it definitely appears John Johnson, a strong candidate to do so for the Browns. Yeah. And I I just think that this is one of those players where checks all the boxes. I think that's what it comes down to. Not just a great player on the field, but a great guy off the field, won their Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. I mean, just everything you're looking for in a player. And I think it's someone the Rams would obviously have loved to kept, love to keep if they, I mean, they just were so strapped with the cap. I mean, they've got expensive players on both sides of the ball with that team, and they, they had to make some sacrifices. I'm sure they're not thrilled to see John Johnson go because uh, I, I do think his best football is ahead of him. And I think when you get this kind of signing, I mean, maybe you are going to start getting some notice for some Pro Bowl accolades, things like that. But he's got to keep proving it with the Browns. But everything you've seen from him on the field has lived up to, to what, what he what you should expect from him. He's been a great player pretty much the moment he got in the league and, and earned that earned a starting job like one month into his rookie season. Take a look uh, at that safety room. We just we just mentioned those four names, you know, Sheldrick Redwine, Grant Delpit, Rodney Harrison, and, and now John Johnson the third. And now uh, you've got the makings of a pretty talented safety room. I, maybe you go get another guy in the draft just to add a little bit more depth, but this is a this is a pretty solid room, and now you're really doing a nice job fortifying the back end of that defense. Yeah, I definitely think it. Uh, we're going to be seeing a lot less Trevon Morig linked to the Browns in these mock drafts coming up, just because I think you're solid as is, and I think that. But you really could fill it out with a little bit more depth. I think the Browns think highly of Elijah Benton and Javante Moffitt. Those are guys that could really emerge in their second season. Sheldrick Redwine, again, has played some solid football and always seems to make plays when he get, when he gets on the field. But this fortifies a position where you are looking at a lot of turnover. And I, I do think another thing to consider on this is I think a Browns fans, understandably, are really excited about Grant Delpit. I think that there's reason to be very excited about Grant Delpit. But bringing in a player like John Johnson, I think it eases the burden a little bit. I know that he's not going to be a rookie technically in 2021, 20, 
but he will be playing his first NFL football in 2021. So it, I think it takes, takes a little bit of the pressure off of what we are very excited to see in Grant Delpit, but now you have kind of a, a security blanket. John Johnson's much more in a security blanket, but you could go out there with your starting safeties being Ronnie Harrison uh, and John Johnson the third for your season opener. I think you'd be all right with it. Yeah, no question about it. Tack McKinley, defensive end, uh, most recently of the Raiders, drafted by Atlanta. Again, a kid that, that, that's a, he's a kid. He's 25 years old. First round out of UCLA in 2017. Uh, the Falcons took him, played four years, 17 and a half sacks with them. Uh, it, it's a guy that the Browns have targeted in the past, but just haven't been able to get to him. They finally do, and uh, it's that one-year prove-it deal that I feel like we've talked so much about that we're going to see a lot from this football team in the coming days and weeks. Yeah, and it's it's a position where, I, again, like I said, I don't think the Browns are done uh, just because you saw uh, Adrian Claiborne get released. Olivier Vernon is a free agent. We don't know what his status is moving forward, when he'll be able to get back on the field after the Achilles tear. Uh, so that's a pretty big spot to fill. You bring back Port Augustine, and I don't know if you just – lock in Tack McKinley for that other spot outside of Miles Garrett, but he, he provides an option for you. And I think it's, again, a high upside kind of acquisition and a guy knowing that this is a really big prove it year for him. I, I think uh, last year was obviously one to forget with the injury and the situation with the Falcons. And I think he's someone who is capable uh, of being a, a nuisance to quarterbacks. I mean, he had three sacks in the game uh, in, in 2018 against the Bengals and, and put up good numbers as a rookie when he was largely used as kind of a situational pass rusher. Uh, and then when he we became a starter, the, the sack numbers just didn't come, but there were still some good solid QB pressure numbers. So new situation, new opportunity, new motivation for, for a player that, that really I think has shown in bursts he can be uh, a starting quality pass rusher in the league. And I, I think that you put him in a situation with some more competition as well. He'll have to earn his spot on the field. I, I think you, and, and, and again, the confidence the Browns have in their system of coaches, stability, things like that, that can bring the best out of players. Uh, it's, it's one of those where uh, I think there's, there's a lot of upside to this. And, and I think what made him such an intriguing signing. Well, and there's still more work to do on that in that defensive end room. I uh, mm -hmm. got to get a few more bodies here, whether it's through the draft or in the coming weeks in free agency. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see. I think this is going to really dial up our discussion about pass rushers in the draft. Could dial up discussion on what it would take to maybe move up a little bit to get uh, one of the more elite pass rushers in this draft. And, you know, I saw nothing but good news draft-wise this week with Adam Schefter talking about all the quarterbacks going in the first round. I saw something about – uh, maybe the first 10 players could be offensive players in this year's draft because you've got that tackle out of Oregon. You've got the Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase. I mean, you've got all these offensive players. That keeps bumping down the defensive players. Uh, and, and if the Browns stay pat at 26, if they move up, if they move back, uh, that improves their possibilities of getting a defensive player that can make more of an impact uh, right away for you. So that's taking a look uh, at, at the first two essentially hires by this Cleveland Browns team in free agency is the biggest area of need still is it cornered now or is it still at the defensive end position in your opinion I'll stick with defensive end just because I just want to see what what happens here over the next couple of days obviously Terrence Mitchell not coming back it looks like he agreed to terms with the, with the Texans but you know Kevin Johnson is, is still a player that that could potentially be retained and, and you've got some 
there's just a lot of options uh, at the corner position and free agency guys that that can fit in as one year deal type of players, two year deals, things like that. The top guys are off William Jackson and Shaquille Griffin. They're both gone, but a lot of options there. Pass rusher is a bit of a different story. You're, you're, you're looking at a, a select few names because the big ones all seem to get plucked up in a hurry. It started with Romeo Aquara going back to the lions. And then the, the, Interesting moves the Bengals made with letting Carl Lawson go to the Jets, but then bringing in Trey Hendrickson. So a lot of guys went off the board in a hurry. They got some big contracts as well. Uh, and so now the Browns can kind of attack this, uh, that position in a similar way they addressed maybe the defense as a whole last year with getting, getting some guys. But I, I think there are some options out there, especially among these kind of older players that have, have really established themselves as having great careers that are maybe looking to bring in similar to what you did with Adrian Claiborne. I mean, guys that can, that can help you out and, and provide a burst at near the back part of their career. Uh, the Browns so far have lost three from that 2020 football team, 12 win team. Uh, Terrence Money Mitchell going to Houston, Kendall Lamb to Tennessee, Vincent Taylor going to Houston, Houston becoming the Browns of the South. Andrew Gribble, but uh, five, uh, five ex Browns. Yeah, five ex Browns they've signed in this free agency period, on top of the fact that their roster already was chock full of former Browns. So I, I got to get my final tabs. I know they've lost some of their former Browns. Duke Johnson is currently a free agent, but it's just a, it, it, is, it has been a home base for former Browns now for the last couple of years. Yeah. So have lost three. I know the, that the front office is still talking to a lot of our free agents and waiting to see. How the market unfolds here now that free agency is officially underway. Want to, before we wrap up here, and again, keep it locked to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out at youtube.com for the latest free agency updates as the week goes on. But wanted to get your thoughts on what's happened in the AFC North. It's been a little busy. It's been a little crazy. Uh, We've lost some people in the AFC North. That's a positive. Some teams have gotten some bodies back, though. Yeah, I'd say the, the, the signing that I like the least, and that being the one that's making uh, an, an opponent the best, is the Ravens just kind of grabbing Kevin Zeitler out there. I mean, he, was, it's, he wasn't let go for the Giants for football reasons. It was financial reasons, and the Ravens had a big need on the interior of their offensive line. Hasn't been the same since Marshall Yonda uh, uh, hung it up. So, they go out and get one of the better guards in the NFL. I mean, we know we saw what Zeitler can do. He's a, he's a great player. And I think that they were competing with the Bengals for, for Kevin Zeitler and, and they ultimately won out. So that was kind of the biggest move. I, I think the Bengals have made a number of moves. Not sure they're necessarily better because of those moves. I, I think I, I did like for them getting Mike Hilton. I thought he was a player that, that could definitely help them. Uh, they basically swapped out corners with, by getting, getting Chidobi Awuzi from, from the Cowboys and, letting go of, of William Jackson. Uh, so it's just, I, I don't know how much progress the Bengals made. I mean, they let go Carl Lawson, but they bring in Trey Hendrickson. So it, it, it kind of an even swap there. And then the Steelers, I mean, they're still, t- they're still trying to create some room for some guys that, I mean, letting go of Vince Williams. I think that was the one that was tough to tough to swallow for some of the players to seeing the reaction on social media from some Steelers players, a, a hard nosed linebacker that kind of embodied the Steelers mentality he's a free agent now. So this is going to be a, a very different looking Steelers team that I think it's tough because I feel like they've, they've got to go all in in, in, in big Ben's last year, but I don't, or, or last couple of years, I mean, but I don't know what they can do to make that roster much better. And, and uh, so we'll see what's going on with them, but 
again, the Ravens are doing Ravens things, and that's the thing that probably concerns me the most. I mean, they, they're retaining some of their good players, uh, somehow stockpiling comp picks along the way, uh, and, and they're, they're, they're positioned right now. I, I think if, if you're talking early AFC North projections, I think it's the Ravens and Browns, 1A, 1B, projecting, uh, competing for that division title next year. Something to watch here as we indeed get into free agency. Gribs, appreciate the time. Back to the grind here as we await the arrivals of John Johnson III and Tech McKinley. Everything with physicals and COVID protocols, eventually we will get a chance to hear from them and also to talk with them in the coming days uh, on Cleveland Browns. Uh, all of our platforms here, whether it's the best podcast available, Cleveland Browns Daily, uh, yeah, Browns.com, Browns Live, you name it, we will have you covered. Make sure you like and subscribe today to the best podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash Browns. Thanks to Jeff McDaniel for all of his help. We are back with you as news presents itself. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available presented by Key Private Bank.